0: How bad is it that we have people who, as a first stop, don't know that sex should be pleasurable? And then they're out there having all this sex that feels awful and shameful or painful or dangerous and just writing it off as part of the experience. Like, that's a fucking tragedy.
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of On the Horizon, a podcast about what's on the horizon for sex workers and how to navigate it.
2: I'm Jesse Sage, and you can find me on Twitter at sapiotextual and at jessiesage.com.
1: And I'm Melrose Michaels, and you can find me at Melrose Michaels on social and melrosemichaels.com.
2: Just a reminder, if you are enjoying the podcast on Apple, please leave us a five-star rating and review because it really helps us to grow as a podcast and better share information from our guests to the sex work community as a whole.
1: Last but not least, if you want to support the podcast, please go to anchor.fm forward slash horizon spelled W-H-O-R-I-Z-O-N to become a premium subscriber of On the Horizon, which unlocks two bonus episodes on the 8th and 22nd of each month with tons of extra exclusive footage from ourselves and our guests. Today's episode is sponsored by EPlay, an adult live streaming platform, creating an online ecosystem for creators to engage with their fans. That's easy, exciting, and empowering. At EPlay, you earn eighty percent of revenue on everything from live streaming to private messages with your fans to your sub club membership fan site. EPlay even allows you to earn money while you sleep with offline tips. Do what makes you excited. Take control of your business, content, voice, and freedom as a creator. Consider joining ePlay today.
2: Welcome back to another episode of On the Hurt. That's like my. <laughs> Why that are you was so what Surprise used- that we're. <laughs> I was kind of surprised because that's how I used to introduce Peep Show, and um, I was like, "I'm on the wrong show. Welcome back to the Peep Show podcast. <laughs> we are not on the Peep Show podcast. We are on On the Horizon. Yes, we are. Okay, no, we're on On the Horizon. Welcome back to On the Horizon. We, we also go sub Peep Show podcast. <laughs> we um, are talking about hooking up today, yes, which is something up. that. Uh,
1: don't know anything about because no. I'm an old lady. <laughs> I don't know anything about that either because I'm in a monogamous mis- relationship. But our guest Georgie Wolf knows all about all about it. it. All yeah, about it. which was really
2: fun. I, I mean, it's not like I never dated, but like I've been married like my whole life, and even when I've like had other sorts of things at, or like work, I've never. I'm too. I was never part of like hookup culture in the way yeah, that like and the young people now. are yeah. now, and mm-hmm. um. So it's really interesting to like talk about and think about
1: yeah and for the fact that we got georgie wolf on the show we are literally talking to like resident expert i know she wrote
2: a book the art of the hookup which is just
1: amazing (laughs) yeah yeah and she's a phenomenal guest i'm super excited for y'all to hear what she has to say and meet her but she brought up a lot of empowering things to take away and really had an impact on me because I like going through this process and hearing her interview and like her take on things Mm -hmm. really enlightened me about some of my past relationships and the dynamics I was operating in completely unaware. So this is, this is a powerful interview. Me
2: too. Because, you know, one of the things that I love about what she's doing is she's saying that, you know, um, We have all these associations with like hookup culture or with this hooking up or casual sex um, that it is um, meaningless that, you know, you don't have to treat the person that you're with. Well, that, you know, that it's shameful. And what she says, and I I love this. I mean, this is true about Mm -hmm. most things is that if you go in expecting it to be that that's what it will be. You know, like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. If you go into it thinking that you could get something really amazing out of it, that's also a possibility. Yeah. And getting your
1: needs met and being satisfied is, is something you should be getting out of it. So yeah, I think that, I mean, we could talk about Georgie forever and she holds this interview or this episode really carries it entirely herself. Um, there wasn't another guest that, uh, we could pair, I guess, with, with Georgie in this way without, I don't know. I just think It's a a good solo episode. So, although there isn't two guests or three guests on this episode, I hope you enjoy it nonetheless. Yeah. And And you should really buy Georgie's book. Yes. Go buy Georgie's book, The Art of the Hookup. Ideally, not on Amazon, but worst case, it's okay. (laughs) anyway, just buy her
2: book. Just buy her book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, we also want to give a shout out to um, The Satisfaction Project, which is a website that she does for, I mean, she wrote a book on hookup, but she also is a full-silver sex worker who wrote has this entire episode that's geared towards clients which I think is really amazing because while sex workers do a lot while most sex workers who are also like writers and podcasters mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on like the labor side of things yeah, the George, sex worker perspective yeah Georgie does a lot to help clients like understand how to be better clients how to reach out to sex workers how to get the best experience for them too, yeah. not just how to be a good client but how to get what they want out of the situation so um yeah and I, mean, I think so
1: much of that skill that resonates even in the dating world. Like if you want to know how to have good, meaningful, short-term, long-term sexual encounters, I think there's something to learn at the Satisfaction Project. Yeah, absolutely. Go check it out. And without further ado, Georgie Wolf. This episode of On the Horizon is sponsored by DMCA Force. DMCA Force is the authorized DMC agent for the largest online creators and the platforms that they monetize. DMCA Force protects models, musicians, writers, videographers, artists, and tons of other creatives publishing their works online. With DMCA Force, you get 24 7 automated monitoring, flagging, and removal of stolen and pirated content. They use metadata and keywords relating to your work in collaboration with search engines to remove even the 10 to 15 percent of content on ghost sites that can't typically be scrubbed from the Internet. They even offer the ability to fingerprint content and digitally watermark it as an added layer of security to protect the art you work so hard creating. Join DMCA Force today.
2: Georgie Wolfe is a writer, sex educator, and independent escort from Melbourne, Australia. She's the author of The Art of the Hookup, A Straightforward Guide to Ethical Casual Sex, and the founder of The Satisfaction Project, an online resource for wise and successful sex work clients. Her work has been published by The Guardian, The Sydney Morning Herald, and Archer Magazine. She also writes for Trist, one of Australia's leading escort directories. Hi Georgie, welcome to On The Horizon. Yes.
0: Hello. It's so nice to see both of you face to face, although I'm really intimidated because you both look so hot right oh.
2: now. <laughs> That's I just got out of bed. That's PJ's yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a no, lot going on. You look
0: great too. Um, <laughs> Don't blame the lighting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, introduce yourself. You're That's coming nice. all the way from Australia. You're in tomorrow. So that's exciting. She's here from the
1: future.
0: Yes. I'm a time traveler from down under. I do not have a pet kangaroo, um, but I am a sex worker and I've been a sex worker for about 12 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. I'm also a writer. Um, I'm the author of a book called The Art of the Hookup and I run a website dedicated to teaching clients how to have really amazing encounters with sex workers as well.
2: I have to tell you, I think I already told you this, but I'm gonna tell the audience now that um, I had a client book a session one time and use one of your ideas from your blog and was like, I just, I I read this thing on Georgie Wolf's uh, blog, and I was thinking we could do this. And I was so touched because I'm friends with you. So I was like, wow, from all the way from Australia. So cool. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's getting there. It's, um, I love it when that happens. I had a friend contact me recently and say, Oh, you know, I saw this guy, um, who turned out to be a virgin and he'd done all his research about having his first sexual experience on your website. And it was oh, so, cool gosh, that so cool to get that feedback.
1: Yeah. That's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. 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 The perfect guest for this topic. Cause we want <laughs> to talk about, uh, hookup culture and like what sex workers can really teach people listening or non-sex workers, um, about hookup culture in general. So, I guess where mm. do you want to start? Yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna just say like as a
2: as a bit of commentary at the beginning. Um, you know, a lot of people who are outside of sex work, and I mean, this isn't that it's totally that it's not that this is untrue, but I think that the perception is like interesting that we'll say like, well, aren't you like afraid? Like, sex work is very dangerous, and then I think like, oh god, but. Yeah people like that aren't sex workers take risks that I would never absolutely
0: take right (laughs) there's stuff that happens in online dating where I just go dude why did you do that don't do that Mm -hmm. I I was talking to a journalist actually about the satisfaction project Mm -hmm. which is my website um a year or so ago and he said oh you know of course you must um you know you must meet a lot of dangerous people and in the line of your work and I went mate I've met more dangerous people on tinder and he didn't know what to say yeah
2: Yeah. absolutely
0: right right yeah so that's actually a
2: good place to start like what what kind of um you know sex workers and you and I have had this conversation in different forums sex workers have different like have very set Procedures about how they're going to see their clients that people in dating don't necessarily have. So, what do you think that sex workers could teach, like people just dating, that would make their dating lives uh, less dangerous, maybe smoother, um, all of the things?
0: I want to sort of uh, maybe put a bit of a disclaimer around this because I do that. I have tons of things. And, you know, we know sex workers are really good at listening to our gut punch, Mm -hmm. we're really good at working out. Um, people when we meet them and that's great but before I talk about that it's also just really important to say that like the responsibility for things going well shouldn't be in in a perfect world on the person who's at risk and that one day when we have a dating utopia yeah everyone will look after the other person you know, when we go on a date, we'll be looking after them too, to make sure they're safe. And so even Mm -hmm. though I have tons of really good tips and tricks around this, just want to make it clear that bad things can still happen to people dating, Mm -hmm. even when they're doing the right things. And even when they're, you know, checking up on the other person and that that's not, that's not our fault. Yeah. We know that dating is hard and that some people are assholes. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's encouraged. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I forgot to ask. But yeah, look, as as sex workers, and you would know this, um, we do need to get very good at um, checking someone out mm-hmm. really quickly because, of course, it's not like dating someone where you start out at a cafe and you're getting to know them and then you might eventually, after a few dates, decide to make out and then after that, you decide to get intimate. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much you meet someone and 15 minutes later, you're both naked mm-hmm. and you're going at it. That's how my bookings go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like the extreme sports of sex, and that yeah. all that work that we do normally to work out if someone is safe and also just create a connection and get that kind of sexy vibe happening it needs to happen really, really fast. Mm-hmm. So we need to have the skills to accelerate that process, mm-hmm. um, and we just don't teach this stuff. I, I, and I don't know why. I don't know why do we we don't teach this stuff in schools? Like, here's how to here's how to tune into your gut and work out if you feel safe. Mm-hmm. You know or telling people that it's okay to say no if they don't feel safe. And that's probably the biggest, biggest thing. We just don't tell people that it's okay to walk away. We feel like once you go on a date with someone, you're kind of trapped there and it's going to be rude. And this this applies to all genders, but particularly Mm -hmm. to straight women. I feel like there's this culture of Mm -hmm. pleasing people, That can make it really hard for some folks to just go, actually, no, this feels off. I'm going to leave now. See you later without feeling bad about it. Mm -hmm. But of course, as a sex worker, you learn that if you meet someone that's giving you a bit of a weird vibe or you feel like it's a bad match or they're not going to treat you respectfully, of course, you get up and you walk immediately because- your safety is more important than anything else. Yeah. But it takes a few experiences to get there. Right. And I don't mean bad experiences. I just mean ones where you go through with the booking and afterwards think, Oh, that was, that actually didn't feel great. That wasn't someone that I wanted to stick around. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. What gave you, like, what was the motivation for you to write the book? So, I mean, obviously you were doing sex work for a long time before you kind of wrote a book about hooking up and started doing the coaching that you do
0: and workshops. So I guess I kind of um, I, I hooked up a lot when I was in my twenties, mm-hmm. like a lot. It was just a, it was like a bloody drive through. It was amazing. It was great. I had a I had a fun adolescence, um, but I was also a real dickhead. Like I treated people really badly, and I treated men in particular really badly because at the time I think that may have been before I realised I was bisexual, or just as I was experimenting with being more open to other genders. But yeah, I was, I was in that kind of like men don't have feelings camp mm. that it's really easy to just assume that the opposite sex are just the enemy basically. Yeah. And that the straight culture really pushes ourselves, that
1: narrative. Yeah.
0: Right. You mm-hmm. know, I don't understand women at all, or I don't understand men at all, mm. or, you know, all men are bastards or women are just trying to manipulate you into a relationship or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. And we know all that stuff isn't true. Right. right. Um, but, yeah, I behaved really badly and I had really bad sex. Uh, didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know how to do consent, any mm-hmm. of that stuff. And just in terms of my sex skills maybe weren't that great. Mm-hmm. Even though I had a lot of sex, it was all really low-quality sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I became a sex worker. It was really great. So I did that for quite a long time. And then after a while I realized that my sex life was a lot better
2: mm-hmm. than it had
0: been at, at home, mm-hmm. not just at work. And I realized that all the skills that I'd been learning as a sex worker were making my personal dating life better in so many ways mm-hmm. across the board. And I kind of wondered why we weren't teaching this stuff.
2: What do you think it was about sex work? Because, I, you know, I don't really know how things work in Australia, but I feel like, you know, it, in the United States, in my context, like we just kind of dive in and start working. So we're working independently. Most, Not, not everybody, obviously, but most people are working independently. So like what do you think it was about starting as a sex worker that gave you those better skills or, cause you know, you're coming in as a sex worker, you're, you're supposed to be like the expert. So like, how did you go from right. having like not very good sex at to now? Like I'm having better sex, not only just at work, but also at home. And what, what changed for you, I guess.
0: I guess it's going to be different for everyone. And I'm really privileged in that the place I started out, I started out in brothel work mm-hmm. and I had really um, supportive coworkers mm-hmm. And, um, you know, older ladies who showed me how it worked and friends who showed me how it worked. Mm. So I had really good peer support and that's not the case with everyone. And then as I kind of progressed through sex work, I made good friends. Um, I started working with some people who were trained in things like Tantra and kink Mm. and people who were very well trained in consent Mm -hmm. and very educated around consent. And I'm lucky because of course, not everyone has access to those, um, to those sources of information. So getting to kind of use that. And I guess the other way that I was lucky is that just, um, you know, I had some really great experiences that made me realize that casual sex can be really cool. Mm -hmm. Like my first few experiences in sex work were really great. And I sort of realized that this is a worthy endeavor, that Mm -hmm. casual sex is a worthy endeavor that Mm -hmm. was maybe uh, worth working on. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, so that, that kind of attitude was really made it easy to build on in terms of learning things like, okay, what do I need to learn now about kink? What do I need to learn about Mm -hmm. tantra? How can I have better touch and really throwing myself into that? Yeah. Um, So I'm really fortunate.
1: That's interesting because like a lot of the references that you're going to, that the average person hears in terms of like casual sex is it's so empty and people are so Mm -hmm. like broken or that's narrative around it. Can you speak to why that wasn't your experience?
0: It's so bad. Or like saying that, like, women who want to have a lot of sex have daddy issues and stuff like that. Like I've seen that. I've seen that on dating advice sites. Like, oh, you know, sure, you should, um, you want to get laid, but you don't want to get laid with those women that like sleep with a lot of people because they all have issues. Mm -hmm. And it's like what kind of double standard is that, that you want to get a lot of sex, but you don't want to get it from other people that want a lot of sex. You only (laughs) want it from people that don't. Like, where are those people? Like, <laughs> How does that work? How does that work? And how's that going to work? <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of these kind of weird ideas we have about casual sex that that it must suck. Mm-hmm. And I think like the movies have a lot to answer for, right? Yeah. That if you have sex with someone, they don't stick around, you failed. And then there's this kind of like relationship escalator idea that yeah. there's only one acceptable way to do relationships. And that is dating, engaged, married babies and mm-hmm. anything apart from that is kind of a travesty or it sucks or it's going to leave you broken because you just didn't get the happy ending you wanted. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you the fucking happy ending I want is like a fucking orgasm. Thank you very much. I don't need any babies. (laughs) So disturbing. (laughs) Like everyone's happy ending is going to be different, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, for some people, casual sex fulfills their needs Mm -hmm. and it can be incredible. Mm -hmm. And it has been incredible for me.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
0: I think Having those really good sexual experiences at work really helped me because I thought, well, you know, seeing a sex worker is supposed to be the most casual sex of all, right? But if, if I can have a connection with my mm-hmm. clients where we do have these amazing experiences, where, you know, tears are shed, where lives are changed, mm-hmm. like what does that say about casual sex generally? Yeah, yeah in terms of what we can do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you mentioned something else too that I found really interesting. You talked about how it's a skill that you can accelerate those feelings or that like vibe of like wanting to get down with a client in a very quick way. Like what's, what skill is that? Like, is that like something to speak to building rapport really quickly or like, what is
0: that skill set? I think it's definitely a connection thing. So meeting someone Forging a, some sort of emotional connection mm-hmm. with them, building trust with them really quickly, and then just building that sexy vibe in a way where you both know what you're into. Mm-hmm. So finding out what the other person's into, finding out what their boundaries are, mm-hmm. um, getting an idea of what you both want to do together. Like this kind of stuff is some serious discussion stuff that could take quite a long time so i think there's quite a bit of skill in being able to establish that connection get someone comfortable prove that you're safe find out what they're into make it clear what you're into um yeah it's a bit like um i I always keep thinking of like um you know bungee jumping or abseiling or something where the professionals just like slapping all these ropes on you and going you need this and you need this and this is important and here's the here's the word we say when we're ready to go and you're just like oh my god and maybe that's how my clients feel when i meet them for the first time
2: <laughs> so what do you think that i mean going back to the original question like how do you think that um What sort of things do you, what sort of skills do you try to impart to like people um, in the dating world that um, would make their dating life or their hookups better for them?
0: I think the biggest one that we start with is just that Casual sex can be deeply significant, mm-hmm. that casual sex is not something you're supposed to feel ashamed about mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that if you assume you're going to feel ashamed or you assume that it's going to be empty or you assume that casual sex is about treating other people badly and then throwing them away, that that's the experience you're going to have. Yeah so dealing with that kind of shame and sex negativity um and you know this comes from my work too because of course as as you would both know getting over the whore phobia yeah. or like internalized whore mm-hmm. is a big part of starting out as a sex worker mm-hmm. like am I really just am I really just ter- a terrible person for doing this yeah um and then after a few years kind of going well not really I think everyone else is wrong about this and the same has to happen with Casual sex, is it really that bad? No, it's great. It's fun. Like we we think about this stuff the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And then giving people specific kind of, you know, skills to connect with people, skills to start conversations, Mm -hmm. um, skills to create safety or check in around safety. So doing things like the no test where you check – you check whether your partner responds well to setting a boundary mm. and you use that to gauge safety with the other person stuff like so that. Why so why don't a you lot of like – yeah, how, how does that, that work? So um, let's see. So it can be something really straightforward even if you meet someone out for a coffee, um, for example, and you're sitting out on your table and they show up or whatever and then saying, hey, um, oh, look um, – it's actually really cold out here at the moment. Do you mind if we move two doors down to that other cafe down there? Or, oh, I just realized my favorite cafe is just two doors down. Do you mind if we sit at that one instead? Mm -hmm. And if they say, yeah, sure, then that's great. If they're like, seriously, like, do we have to, you know, why do we have to keep changing things up? Or, you know, um, or, or, you know, if you go to have a drink with someone and then they order themselves a beer because it's Australia, right? Mm-hmm. And then you say, actually, I'm not drinking at the moment, but I'll have a Coke or whatever. If they say, oh, well, what's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you drink? Uh, you know, any boundary pushing or mm-hmm. any not not accepting of what you need is a red flag because it means that in the bedroom you might say, hey, I actually don't like it when you do that. Or, hey, do you want to try this instead? And they'll say, no, why would I do that? I'll do exactly whatever I want, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at that point, obviously, it's a lot harder to to exit. So it's better to find out if someone is easygoing and respects your boundaries, like early on. That's
1: awesome advice. And now hearing that out loud, I'm like, oh, I had a whole relationship of that. Like I had a whole year of someone like, I was so, I felt like such a burden to this person for like articulating my needs that I didn't want to ask them to take me or pick me up to the airport for a trip. Because yeah. I felt like I was burdening them. Like that was a very real thing. Oh, experience. that's fucked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, so, yeah, it was this funny. test is used to identify people who are in abusive relationships also. Yeah. Or to avoid, to, to help avoid abusive relationships, to test the waters by saying, hey, here's what I need right now. Yeah. And if they gaslight you or push back or go fly off the handle,
2: yeah. that's a bad
0: sign. Interesting. Yeah. I like I'm it. sorry that happened to you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I haven't thought about it as much like in that framework, but I know that I realized that I like kind of do that without thinking with clients, like in a screening process, like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But can you actually send this to me in an email? And actually, like, I can answer a DM. It's not that it's not even that. It's that I wanna see if they'll like do, do what it. I've asked them to do. Right. And then if they're like, yeah, no problem. If that's where you wanna talk, I'll go do that. Then I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah. But if he's like, but what I don't want to send an email, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a great You're plan. not it's not getting off on a good foot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm curious too, because right now we're in this kind of climate about there's a lot of talk about consent and you spoke to this a lot. Um, where people seem to have this idea, and we kind of did go into this in another episode, but I'd love to hear your opinion on it as well and your feedback. Um, we live in this climate right now where people seem to have the impression that consent can't be sexy and you can't have that mm-hmm. conversation or communicate that in a sexy way or like mid, you know, sexual activity. You can't check in and ask for a recommitment to that someone's okay with what what's happening. What would you say to people that feel that way?
0: It's so, I went out on a coffee date with a, a dude who – Teaches guys how to pick up, and to my intense regret, because I should not have done that. But anyway, <laughs> halfway through, he's like, he's talking about kink because he's kinky, and halfway through, he leans in and goes, "Oh, but of course, you know, we, you don't really want to like do consent during kink because then you just have to tell someone all the things you're planning on doing to take all the fun out of it." And I'm like, "Take the fun out of it for whom, mate? <laughs> yeah. Like, how awkward is it going to be? We're halfway through the de- the the." Um, the kink session you start sucking their toe and they go wow that is really not my thing and i feel so uncomfortable now and you've totally ruined the mood yeah, like yeah. that's awkward yeah like talking about sex can feel awkward to begin with but there is nothing more awkward than halfway through sex looking down and realizing that your partner is just going this person has no idea what they're doing yeah that's a, that's super awkward yeah. it's much better to be talking about the sex yeah. than to be just going for it and hoping for the best and have the other person go wow this really sucks (laughs) yeah um so but also like I just kind of feel like having these conversations can be could be really natural it's not sitting down and whipping out a sheet of paper and writing down a hundred things it's literally leaning into someone when you're out having drinks and going let me tell you the things that I'd like to do to you tonight Mm -hmm. and you can tell me the things that you want me to do to you like you know Mm -hmm. and having that sexy foreplay conversation Mm -hmm. it just takes a little bit of practice yeah I love yeah. That. I hope people are
1: listening.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we want to see your book. Yes, can you please
0: show us your book? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Here we go. Here we go. This is this, this is the art of the hooker. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty much everything I know about having good casual sex awesome. just in one book. Mm-hmm. It took ages to get it all in there. <laughs> How long
1: did it take you to write your book? How long did it take you to research physically your book?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so particularly that second one, it took about six months to do the first draft okay. and then about a year to finish it off. Yeah. Um, but the actual knowledge in here is from... Ten ten years, eight yeah. to ten years of of baying people for money. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love it. And and you know, this is not the stuff in here is not um, in here because I'm a genius. Um, this stuff is stuff that sex all sex workers know, mm-hmm. or that you know all sex workers know some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. This is. This is, um, these are skills that we all you know, like Jesse was saying with the, um, getting someone to email, mm-hmm. we kind of instinctively pick up a lot of these things. yeah. And I feel like I've just been lucky enough to have the time to actually write down the things that I think a lot of us already practice. Yeah.
2: One of the things I want, I mean, I just want to go back as like a hope for the future of the universe to something that you said much earlier, um, Which is like you were talking about like learning about kink and learning about tantra and learning about like in the brothel, having older women like teach you things. I wish we lived in a culture in which sex wasn't so behind closed doors that people were not taught how to engage. And it feels to me like a lot is lost when you can't have, I want to say non-sexual like relationship, like I guess like when like you can't education. learn from people that you're not having an emotional, like sexual relationship with, you know, yeah. like
0: right? if you
2: could like teach somebody, if we, we did live in a culture in which you can mentor people and teach them how to pleasure their partners and themselves. And well, yeah. how amazing would that be? It would be, amazing. it should, there should
0: be places outside of brothels where that can happen or. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And often it does happen in sex work. Sex work is often, mm-hmm. Uh, clients' first experience of learning about sex Mm -hmm. rather than just having terrified experiences where they don't know what they're doing or feel like they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Or or sometimes their first experiences of pleasure. And like, you know, maybe, oh no, our our sex education in Australia, there's a little bit more going on than in America. I know that you guys have some pretty serious struggles getting decent sex sex education into schools.
2: If you have but, sex, you're <laughs> like a piece of gum that's chewed
0: up and spit out. Yeah, and you're going straight to hell. <laughs> that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> but even even in Australia where we do have a pretty decent sex education, and I could be wrong because obviously I've been out of school for a while, mm-hmm. we just don't talk about pleasure that much. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about all the other stuff, how to put a condom on a banana and all that shit, but we don't talk about the fact that sex is, first and foremost, that should feel pleasurable. Yeah. And how bad is that? How bad is it that we have people – who as a first stop don't know that sex should be pleasurable and then they're out there having all this sex that feels awful and shameful or painful or dangerous mm -hmm. and just writing it off as part of the experience like that's a fucking tragedy it Mm -hmm. is a tragedy um,
1: absolutely really is so
0: even before we get onto the specific skills like just people need to know that it's it's first and foremost about pleasure and if it's not feeling good it's that's not working for you yeah yeah
2: Yeah. that's a really good place to to end where can people find Mm -hmm. you and your book and your satisfaction project and all your stuff
0: yeah so um the art of the hookup is pretty much everywhere you can go on amazon but that's a bit satanic too so you can also order it from all your standard (laughs) bookstores as well um and then (laughs) then there's the satisfaction project which is my website for sex work clients um and that's just satisfactionproject.com if you head on over there we've got a ton of really great articles whether you're starting out seeing sex workers or whether you want Mm -hmm. some more advanced sex skills to use with your regular worker we've got some good stuff there
2: that's so that. great i love that project because i feel like there's very few there's a lot of writing about sex workers there's not a lot about that's for, for, the for client. clients yeah. and i think that it's great what you're doing absolutely
0: And we all know so much, like sex workers are so wise and have so much experience. And I just want to see some of that get shared around. Yeah,
2: yeah, I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It's been really nice chatting with you. Thank you. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform, Trist.link, is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It is free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies, to the language to the advice and tips it makes such a big difference
1: to feel encouraged and supported instead of policed thank you for joining us for another episode of on the horizon a podcast about what's on the horizon for sex workers and how to navigate it i'm jessie
2: sage and you can find me on twitter at sapiotextual and at jessiesage.com
1: and i'm melrose michaels and you can find me at melrose michaels on social and melrose This segment of today's episode is sponsored by sex.com. One of the absolute best content creator platforms out there. It looks better than any other has a higher level of security than any other and boasts over 3 million unique visitors a day, scrolling through viral looped adult short form videos. Sex.com is like, well, (laughs) sex itself. A lot of people do it. Some just do it much, much better than the others sex.com. If you're going to do it, do it right.
2: Just a reminder, if you are enjoying the podcast on Apple, please leave us a five-star rating and review because it really helps us to grow as a podcast and better share information from our guests to the sex work community as a whole. Last but not least,
1: if you want to support the podcast, please go to anchor.fm forward slash horizon spelled W-H-O-R-I-Z-O-N to become a premium subscriber of On the Horizon, which unlocks two bonus episodes on the 8th and 22nd of each month with tons of extra exclusive footage from ourselves and our guests.